Welcome back to Hug Your People. This is Kevin, episode 40, The Fear Monster. This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. And so uh, today we're going to talk about fear. We're in Charleston. I'm sitting in my favorite park with my favorite cup of coffee. And uh, this one could go deep, so buckle up. Welcome back to Hug Your People. All right, let's talk about fear, the fear monster. Uh, worry can go in there. Doubt can go in there. You could probably lump a lot of things in there, but uh, it's week 43 for us. So we're having our first week of uh, maintenance treatment today. So we're a little nervous about that because it seems like it should be easier. But really, the reality is, you know, Baxley handled his primary treatment relatively well. And the stories that we hear, are if you handle that well, maintenance is a struggle. Um, we deal with nausea. We deal with, um, you know, various other side effects from from chemo and, and changing it up that, you know, we just don't know what's going to happen. So we're also in right now, he's in getting a PET scan and two MRIs. Uh, this gives us an update on the tumor, where we are, the treatment, everything that goes into um, continuing our treatment and decisions around surgery, decisions around um you know, what's next for us and how long we have to kind of do this. So that's really what's going on today. And because of all of that, you can imagine the anxiety and fear that have been thrown at me and my wife. Um, and I talk all the time and we try to keep positive and we, and we do, and, and we try to look on the bright side and we do, we're human, you know, and this is the, uh, our son's in there. And so we, we, it brings up a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings. So what do you do when that starts coming into your life? Right. You don't know. What do you do? You know, um, until you have to go through it, I don't think you really know what to do. But, you know, given what I do for a living, I do know a lot about fear and managing fear, mainly in business, not something this deep. This runs a lot deeper. I can speak now from experience that my fear in business is almost silly compared to my fear around cancer with my son, you know? And so what that has done, it's just made the business fear almost go away completely. You know, I'm not really fearful around that anymore. Um, but the fear that came up this week and the last couple of weeks has been, you know, what if we go in the scans and things aren't what we thought things aren't going the way we thought they were going things aren't, uh, things are worse, you know, and that seems pessimistic. That seems uh, like a thought you shouldn't have. But I've said before that we battle every day thoughts we shouldn't have because that what if is not off the table. It's not ridiculous. We know people that have had to deal with that what if. Things are going great. They went in for scans and now things are a lot different and they've got to start over and they've got to look at other treatments and they've got to look at other, other things to achieve what they want to achieve. And so it's easy to sit and say, Oh, you shouldn't think like that. Or, Oh, you shouldn't have those thoughts. And, uh, that is easy to say, and, and it's much harder to do. It's made me really aware of that as I talk to my clients. And I, I say all the time when I'm talking on a deep level, I say that it's easy for us to sit in this room and say, you shouldn't do this, or you should do that. It's much more difficult to actually go into the world and do it. You know, and so when we're dealing with fear, we cue off our son a lot and um, we have to we have to go into a mode of response, not a mode of prepare, meaning we can't sit here and prepare for the worst. 
you know, we can have an idea of how we would respond if the worst came about, but we can't prepare for the worst because that just sinks the ship. It takes you out of the out of the game. It takes you out of the moment. And so, um, so that's been our struggle this week. And my wife and I both have come home from work or, 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 you know, gotten to the point where we're together at night and just, you can see it. I can see it in her face, you know? And, um, so what do you do? Well, you, you try to have fun. You try to distract, you try to uh, deflect, uh, redirect, whatever you want to call it. Um, because there, and it's not suppressing at that point because there's no getting rid of it. You just have to go through it. Right. And once you go through it, it either it takes care of itself. So the fear and the anxiety on the front end is there and there's nothing we can do about it, quite literally, except put it in its place when it's becoming too much. Doesn't take it off the table, doesn't remove it and understand that today is the day that we can get rid of it, no matter what the outcome. And so that's um, that that awareness around that process helps me, you know, and because of what I do for a living, you know, I have a different understanding and my research is geared towards that. So I, I, and my wife, she, it bores her to death to talk about the stuff that I'm really, really into. And so, um, so she doesn't, it's not important to her to understand on the level. I understand it. She understands my business. She understands what I do for a living and she understands, she's curious about the things that I know. Um, she doesn't care to understand fear on the level. I understand fear. I don't care to understand insurance on the level she understands insurance. Um, and so that's what makes her an expert. That's why we get along. That's why we have good things to talk about at the dinner table because our interest, I'm interested in what she does and, and how she excels and succeeds, but I don't need to know everything about it. And same, same with her. So by knowing that we just, ha- we get through it and it takes care of itself, that becomes, uh, the path and the way to go in the process. So what is it that Let's talk about fear a little bit. So what is it that really generates it and propels it and makes it kind of take over and paralyze us in a degree to where we can't function, can't operate, can't um, can't think, can't be strong in our marriage, can't be strong in our relationships, can't be a good, you know, fear does all that. Fear makes you the worst person you could be. Um, it could. If you're a workaholic, it's out of fear. Your fear of failure is creating the need for you to work. You feel your value is only in the time put in, not the value of what you bring to the table. That's science. That's not my opinion. That's actually, that's science. And so what we do is we look at what curtails fear, what battles fear, what defeats fear, confidence, confidence defeats fear. Now, if we were going now, here's the things that I was confident around today. I was confident that my son was going to take the anesthesia. He wasn't going to be stressed out going into it. He's done it a lot of times, about 40 times in the last four months. Right. Um, and so it's nothing new to him. So his, we're confident in that. What we're fearful around are the results of the scans. The process is not what generates fear. It's the results. So what creates confidence that will beat that? I don't know that there is anything because it's impossible to be 100 percent confident when you're talking about cancer. When you're talking about playing tennis, you can be confident. Hey, I'm going to go play tennis. I may not win, but I know how to play. I'm probably not going to get hurt and it's going to be fun. Right? That's a different kind of confidence. So when you're looking at any fear in your life, what is it that beats that fear? Normally, you have to go through it and do something and prove to yourself that you can do it successfully. And then the fear goes down or is removed altogether. And that's how you battle fear. You know, it's something that happens naturally by the act of doing. 
It's not something that you sit around and think about and think, think yourself out of because thinking doesn't create confidence. Uh, it may create a le- certain level of confidence. It doesn't create certainty. It doesn't create a certainty and confidence. And so the only way to do that is just to do it. So by going through this and getting the scans that we're getting, that will create confidence as we move forward. By going through the maintenance chemo and understanding how Baxley reacts to it, that'll create confidence for next week. Next week, we'll create confidence for the week after. It'll keep building. Um, and then eventually, we just have full confidence where we don't have any fear or anxiety around coming to Charleston on Thursdays. So when you look at the fear monster, like when it shows up in your life, like a lot of times it's just like understanding that once I get through this, then there will be no more fear or anxiety around this particular thing and I can carry on. And um, for me, that understanding that is helpful. It allows me to come in not with less worry and fear, just with an understanding. I can acknowledge fear. Hi there, fear. I see you. You won't rule my day. You won't take over this situation. You won't take over this moment. You're still there. We can coexist for a little while. And then there'll be a point in time when you go away. That's how I talk to myself in case you're wondering. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) you know, I I think that that's, that's, you know, something that's missing in, in our lives as far as how do we live to our full potential? How do we not let situations take over? How do we not fall into... Um, deep moments of anxiety and deep moments of uh, analysis paralysis where we're just thinking about it so much we don't do anything. How do we not let that take over our mental health and um, perpetuate things that stem from childhood or or an isolated situation? Uh, It's confidence, you know, just building the confidence. You know, there was a point if you're married, there was a point in your relationship where you had the confidence that the person would say, yes, the person would say, I do. The person wasn't going to leave you. There was a point where you had that confidence. Now we all know the world we live in. Sometimes that confidence regresses. It goes the opposite way and and people separate and divorce and all those things. But you can think about the moments when you had confidence and those being relatively carefree moments, you know, relatively happy moments. And so I don't want to draw any vast conclusions because I don't have the research behind me to support it, but you could argue that as you develop confidence, you also develop happiness. I don't have any proof that that's the case. I just look back in my life and I say the times when I was most confident were generally the times when I was living with low levels of worry, low levels of fear, low levels of doubt, um, high levels of joy, high levels of confidence, high levels of, of anticipation, high levels of excitement, you know? And so I think it's not, it's not all that foreign to say that that that's the case. So when you get put in a situation like this where I don't have a choice, you know, I don't have a choice to be here. I don't have a choice whether Baxley has cancer or does not have cancer. That's not my choice. Um, I have a desire around that. I have a hope, but it's not my choice. Ultimately, it is what it is. And we're going to find out what it is. And we're going to have to take action based on what it is, not what I want it to be, but what it actually is. And so when you find yourself able to recognize that and create confidence. What is it that I'm confident about today? I'm confident that Baxley's going to be just as happy when he wakes up from anesthesia as he was when he went under anesthesia. I'm really confident that we're going to go by Brewster's tonight and get him a vanilla milkshake. And that will make him happy. Uh, And so I think that's the ultimate test of being human. How do you, in moments of struggle, how do you inflict confidence on yourself? How do you 
take yourself out of the moment of fear? How do you take yourself out of the moment of worry? How do you take yourself out of the moment of doubt? Where can you go? What can you do to get confident? You know, um, and for a lot of people, it's let me go to something I know I'm good at or let me go to someone who that I know loves me. That's why we feel comfort in relationships, because it gives us a juice of confidence. It gives us a, a boost of confidence, you know, um, that things will be OK. You know, when you come home from a hard days of work, why do you feel like an exhale? Why do you feel a release? Why do you feel a, a stress relief? Because you're getting confidence that people there care about you, love you and trust you. They value you. That builds our confidence. And so it really is, you know, we're hitting that season. We're in we're today is a critical day for us. Uh, it is not something that we won't get through. It is just something that there's a lot of uh, tension around. There's a lot of worry around. There's a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, a lot of um, wonder, you know. And the only way to completely get rid of all that is for us just to go through it. On the front end of that, the way for us to make ourselves feel better is I'm doing this podcast. This makes me feel better. It gives me confidence because I know that I'm allowed to tap into what I do best, which is uh, talk about being a husband and father and talk about being a coach and talk about impacting lives and talk about isolating fear in people and letting them understand that you can control the fear and the worry, the anxiety, the depression, the doubt. You can do all that if you have the right mindset strategy in place, if you have the right mental capacity, if uh, you have control over the things you control. And, and so those things bring me confidence. I do that every day with my clients. I do that every day with the companies I work for and work with. And it brings me confidence. And so I resort to these things. Now that Baxley's asleep, he's going to be asleep for a few hours. I get to get a cup of coffee from Halo. Uh, and I get to sit in the park and listen to the beautiful wind chimes. And I get to build my confidence. And that's that's what I do. So I think as we go through uh, hard situations, as we make hard decisions, as we make tough choices and do all the things that life requires of us, you have to find moments where you're building your confidence by yourself. Where, what can you do to build your confidence today that's going to reduce your stress, worry, doubt, and fear? What can you do today right now that's going to reduce your stress, worry, doubt, and fear? I'm exercising it right now as I speak. I tell my clients all the time, you will never see me preaching something I'm not actually doing. And I tell them all the time, you can fire me. And if all you do is watch what I do, put it through your filter and copy it, uh, you're going to get some results. I don't know if they're going to be the results you wanted, but they're, you're going to get some results because I'm out here doing it with you. And, um, and that's what we have to do. So if you are inclined to say prayers, uh, say a prayer for us today and every day um, until we get through this and say a prayer that we have strength to impact other people. Uh, if you're not inclined for prayers, then just send us a little good vibe. Send all the kids that are here some good vibes today, some light. And, uh, and a, a, a little lift up, a little boost, because uh, God knows they surely need it, you know, and the parents need it. And that's how we get through it. So uh, I'm confident that today is going to go the way that today is going to go. I'm confident today I will show up 110 percent. I'm confident today that whatever's going to happen will not be out of our realm of handling it. It won't be outside of our capability. It won't be out of outside of our threshold of. Uh, what we can handle. And that's what I'm confident about. Everything else is not up to me. And there you have it. That's episode 40 of Hug Your People. We talked about fear, doubt, worry, how to manage all those things so that they don't debilitate your magic and your genius and the things you need to show up for. 
Uh, hug your people, the nonprofit. We're moving really slow. Obviously, we've got our own fight that we have to get through first before we go very quickly. So thank you for your patience in that aspect. And once we get to a point of it making sense for us to go fast and furious and help all these kids, uh, we sure will. Baxley's Wagons, uh, Brandon Advertising Agency, Fuel, Brittany Mullins, Linda Piazza, her family. We thank you guys, everyone else who's donated to Baxley's Wagons. We are coming up on 26 wagons. I think number 26 is next week. And um, we don't feel the need to advertise every time we give a wagon away because that's certainly not what this is about. Some families uh, are coming into this very, very new and they don't know quite how to handle it. And so broadcasting, receiving gifts and receiving help and receiving um, things that they will use is not something they want to be a part of. We, of course, respect that. We don't push um, advertising when we give things away because that's not what it's about. We would rather make a big impact in silent in silence uh, than make a small impact in public. And that's what we're gonna do. So uh, that's the Hug Your People mission. That's the Baxley's Wagons mission. That's what Baxley is about. That's what my wife's about. And that's what I'm about. So we certainly appreciate all the gifts we've given and just know that your, your donations, your money, the wagons are majorly impacting these kids' lives. Uh, and we speak to nurses and doctors all the time who tell us what a wonderful thing it is because they see it every day. And that makes us happy. So thank you for that. This is episode 40 of Hug Your People. We'll come at you next time. As always, you know what to do. Please take a moment, get out there, get in the moment, give someone a real hug. Give someone a hug that you mean that you don't have the time to, you have the chance to. 